0: Give the Lord a praise.
1: Hallelujah. Please don't be deceived. I'm the assistant pastor. <laughs> Let's appreciate uh, Pastor Kim and uh, patience. You can do better than that. Hallelujah. Amen. Please take your seat in the presence of God. Uh, Kindly work on my monitors so that I don't uh, struggle a lot as I speak. Uh, You know, Pastor James, I was telling him he he caught me there, you know. (laughs) Uh, And I thank God. I want to. Truly from the depth of my heart, appreciate uh, my friends, uh, Pastor James and uh, Pastor Patience, together their children, for their warm friendship, partnership in the ministry, and uh, their love. Every time I spend a while before meeting Pastor James, I just begin to long for him and um, it's quite a while since we were together and i thank god that i'm here today <coughs> as you've heard my name is uh, mark mutinda i'm a pastor with uh, life church international the apostolic house i'm married uh, in november we'll be celebrating 20 years of marriage with my wife um We've been blessed by two sons. My firstborn is doing his KCSC this year. Please pray for him. And I think I've never come with him here. He has never been here. Or oh, the other side. So I need to come with him soon. Uh, he's called Simeon. Uh, our secondborn is Daniel. Uh, today, they're in the apostolic house. I was not able to come with them. In our midis also, uh, I can see our youth pastor, uh, my friend Otaz and Davila are in the house. Can <laughs> I ask you to stand kindly. Uh, these are servants of God, part of our leadership team in, in Life Church, Kenya Cinema. And uh, I'm so, so humbled to have them with me. Uh, you know, th- when they became pastors, I became very afraid not to go with them anywhere. Because you don't, put, you don't uh, drag a pastor anytime. <laughs> you have to give them the honor due to them. Let's appreciate them again in Jesus' name. Uh, my dear friend, Anthony is in the house. Uh, kindly uh, stand. Uh, he's still a young man. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Anthony, for, for coming. May the Lord bless you. Hallelujah. I also want to appreciate the leadership team, uh, Pastor Ann, my good friend Evans, and uh, all of you, may God bless you for the great work that you are doing. Before I get to open the scripture, I also want to announce on behalf of the youth pastor that we are going to have a youth this this Friday. So, the Friday will be very packed. You know, Saturday leaders meeting, uh, the assembly on Sunday. So, we want to welcome all the youth uh, to come and just be with us from 9, 9 evening up to 5. Uh, so, please, you're most welcome. We'll appreciate having you with us. Hallelujah. Um, I want to share with us for the time that we have in the presence of God, something to do with the prophetic. You know, the presence of God in this service is so charged. When pastor was leading us in worship and prayer, I really felt to just push all the way to one. Uh, because I tell you, it's, it's very intensive. And as I stand here, I'm lost for words on... Um, how I should behave, what I should say, Uh, but I'm just trusting the Holy Spirit to help me to speak to us. We are going to share on matters to do with the prophetic. As you're well aware, this is one of the areas I always feel impressed to pursue, Uh, To my recollection, the first time I came, I think it was the first time, we did a three days meeting on the prophetic, and um, after that, your pastor prophesied to me uh, and gave me a charge that I need to write a book on the prophetic, and I obeyed, uh, and the book will be out before this year is over by the grace of God. And so, we are going to flow in this dimension. Reason being, I feel we're in a very prophetic season at this time. And the church must be educated on the prophetic so that we can be able to flow in the current season that we have. Uh, The other thing, I think it's a relevant message because we are coming from a time when so many prophecies came through. If you ask me, nowadays, almost every person is claiming that ministry and office. Uh, We have become very generous with prophecies. And uh, any person who Is a pastor and uh, feels hello, Mr. Donkey, (laughs) and it's not an insult. The donkey is an image that talks to us a lot about what the prophetic is all about. For example, here the Bible says Issachar is a strong donkey. Can you imagine you've gone home and your father has called you to bless you. And the first statement he says when he's blessing you, he calls you a donkey. You know, that's like an insult. Yeah. But here, he was blessing him. He was not saying there is anything wrong with him. He was imparting a blessing. And he says, when I see you, Issachar, I see a donkey. And I see you lying down between two burdens. And as you lie down between these two burdens, you also see that rest is good. And that the land you are in is pleasant. So you bow your shoulder so that you can bear a burden. He also goes further to say, Out of that, you became a band of slaves. Now, there's nothing negative about that. All of that is positive. And if. You are to be prophetic, ladies and gentlemen. You need to begin to develop the nature of a donkey. I was doing a study again about donkeys, and I realized for, for information, the Bible has a lot to say about donkeys. And many times, when you see a donkey, it has something to do with the prophetic. Let me give you at least uh, three examples. Firstly, how many of you know that it's only a donkey that was given the privilege to prophesy among all animals? <laughs> you remember Balaam?
2: Yes.
1: When the prophet became mad, the spirit of prophecy came upon <laughs> that donkey and the donkey spoke the word of God, prophesies. The other example is a certain prophet from, I think was sent from Judah to Israel from the south going to the north. And he went on a donkey and he prophesied over the altar that was at Bethel. It was very accurate, it was very powerful, but God told him, don't go back to the, with the road that you came back with. Use another road and don't eat any food from there. Because he was a young prophet, he met an older prophet who was a resident of that town. And um, that young prophet disobeyed, ate the food in that town. And when he was going back, God organized a lion to attack the prophet. The prophet was killed. And the Bible says the lion did not touch the donkey. Okay, the lion did not touch the donkey. Now that's 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 something very important. Um, that's very important. But every person who came there saw the prophet, the donkey, and the lion. And this is a very prophetic image, and we'll come to the lion as we continue uh, before we finish. So you see again a donkey. Has a a lot to do with the prophetic. The best illustration is this. When Jesus. Was entering. Jerusalem. We call it the triumphal procession. He did not use any other animal. But a donkey. And he said something that is connected to a donkey. He said you Jerusalem. How I wish you have known the day of your visitation. But because you don't know then your city will be left to you desolate. He prophesied that while seated on a donkey. So a donkey is a very powerful image of the prophetic. Now when we go back to Genesis 49, you see now this nature that is characterized by this. It is the ability of a prophetic people like us to lie down between two burdens not one but two you are able to be a burden bearer and anywhere god places you you see it and you say it is good hallelujah you you get connected you marry your divine location. Mm-hmm. For example, in the church, Issachar's are people when they are planted in the church, they don't see the negative. They see the land is good. Mm. Things may be very bad. Hallelujah. You know, things may not be going on well. Mm. We may be meeting in a tent and not in a cathedral. But because you have that nature, you look at this church and you say, it is good. Praise God. Amen. And you, became, you become a slave in that land. Mm-hmm. That's why you look at the apostles, most of them always refer to themselves as slaves. Mm-hmm. The prophetic life, ladies and gentlemen, is not a very comfortable life. It's not very comfortable. Mm-hmm. But if we are to fulfill the purposes of God... We must begin to ask the Holy Spirit to give us the nature of a donkey. The nature of a donkey. We always call donkeys beasts of burden. So you become a beast of burden. You avail yourself to be used by God for the church. As a pastor, I have come to realize, ladies and gentlemen, that many people, and here I'm not speaking lightly, I'm speaking with a lot of observation. Very few people want to be used as donkeys. Very few. Yeah. Very few. Many people, they want to serve God when it is convenient for them. They don't want To pick the burden of the Lord. When this grace begin to work in your life. You come to a point my friends. Where your life ceases to be yours. It's no longer your life. You make yourself available to God. He can use you. Or misuse you. The way he likes. Oh God. You don't have your time to sleep. He determines when you will sleep. You don't have your time to wake up. He determines when you will wake up. Glory to God. You don't have a prayer life. Oh, no, not prayer life. A devotional time. You know, pro- prophetic people don't have devotional time. All their life is devoted. So you move beyond the place where you serve God by convenience to the place where you have no choice but to serve. That's a donkey. It is that Issachar anointing. In 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, this one we know it very well, especially in this house, but let's just remind ourselves concerning this. First Chronicles chapter 12, Verse 32. He talks, the Bible talks about the sons of Issachar, and he says, Of the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, their chiefs were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. So the, the, the image of a donkey which is the Issachar anointing, as you've said, it is a capacity to bear the burdens of the Lord, but at the same time, due to that, they are able to discern times and seasons. It is that capacity you begin to discern the seasons and the times of God. Mm -hmm. That's why, for example, you had the pastor say when he was leading us in prayer, we have come to a time of a rebirth. You see, how do you know that? It is only a prophetic installation in your heart that can enable you to know the season and the time that you are living in. And, I, and I'm telling you, this is such an important grace every one of us should pray for. I remember when I was a teenager, I read a book, I used to read a lot uh, of books by Ralph Mahoney. A world map, you remember. He, he, I can say that man had a major impact in my life. You know, I read the shepherd stuff. I don't know, almost every year I would read it from cover to cover for many years. The shepherd stuff and me were friends. <laughs> That's how I learned how to preach and many, many things. One of the things Ralph Mahoney used to say often was he who always used to pray, God, give me the ability to know your seasons and your times. And what I did, I borrowed that prayer. And I began to pray that prayer. Lord, at any given time, give me the ability to discern the season that I am in. And I've come to realize that is the key to walking with God. Unless you have that ability, you cannot walk with God. So, this is characterized again with this image of a donkey. So, what is the meaning of the name Issachar? Issachar simply means he will bring a reward. When his mother gave birth to him because he was a servant to Leah, Leah is the one who gave a name to that child. And he said, this son, he, not God, he will bring a reward. So it is, all, it is donkeys, man of God, that brings rewards to us. Oh my God. Yeah. A church will be at a loss without donkeys because they carry an anointing when they labor, when they carry the burdens of God and they begin to discern times and seasons, then they enter into the spiritual realm and bring rewards to us. May God raise donkeys here. Now the amends are very few because nobody wants to be a donkey. Hallelujah. If you don't want to be a donkey, the other three are coming. So you'll have the luxury to choose <laughs> which one you want. But, but I'm telling you, this is a very important thing. Essentially to me, if you ask me, the, the principle of this image is prayer. Meaning, prophetic people are people who are a community of prayer. We need to develop that capacity to pray as prophetic people. The second image of the prophetic is the image of a lion. So which one would you want, donkey or lion? And you remember that, that, that story I gave you of the prophet. He was lying dead, the lion on this side, the donkey on this side. Again, if you study the Bible, you realize there's a number of places where lion and donkey are always working together. Actually, one of it is still the same chapter. You see the lion and the donkey. There's something very interesting about these two things. In Amos chapter 3, from verse 3, let's go there. By the way, after I finish preaching, we will take time to pray concerning these things. And I feel I need to minister to some few people as well. Do you love the word of God? That's why I love coming here. (laughs) Amos chapter 3. I'm going to read a big portion of scripture from verse 3. It says, Can two walk together unless they are agreed? Will a lion roar in the forest when he has no prey? Will a young lion cry out of his den if he has caught nothing? Will a bird fall into a snare on the earth where there is no trap for it? Will a snare spring up from the earth if it has caught nothing at all? If a trumpet is blown in a city, will not the people be afraid if there is calamity in a city? Will not the Lord have done it? Now listen to this. Surely, the Lord God does nothing Unless he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. A lion has roared will not, who will not fear. The Lord has spoken who can but prophesy. I find this scripture to be very, very powerful. Listen to what it says. It says, God will do nothing. God will do nothing before he first reveals his secret to the prophets. You know you can interpret that verse in a simplistic way and say uh, God first of all goes to the prophet and tells him and then God does it. And when God does it, the prophet will say, I told you. It's more than that. It's more than that. And by the way, you know, right now, I'm telling you, these, these social media, God have mercy. There are prophets who don't want to say anything now because they prophesied Azimut will win. See, so You saw them. And then now the people on the other side those who prophesied Ruto will win, even if they did not hear God. Walifanya too nini, picky piggy ponky, you know. But they got it right. Now they are hitting on themselves and saying, I told you, you know. Childish things, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it tells us more than that. And it is captured by the image of a lion. Now, before we get to that, I want you to see that the prophetic there is mentioned as, number one, the sound of a trumpet. That is in verse... Um, is it verse 6? Verse the sound of a trumpet. Somebody say the sound of a trumpet. The of a trumpet. And then secondly... The prophetic is referred to as the roar of a lion. The roar of a lion. There is an aspect in the prophetic that is like the roar of a lion. And here does not mean that when you prophesy, you must raise your voice. Even though that is sometimes you can't help So it's not about the tone of voice, but the anointing that the prophetic carries. That when you prophesy in the spirit, it's like a lion that has roared. And we know the study of animals is that when a lion roars, it redefines its jurisdiction. When it roars, it's saying, this is my jurisdiction. This is my metron. I am the king of the jungle. So in the spirit, God raises lions. Oh my God. To capture territories and to rule territories and regions for God. I'm telling you that's why we need the prophetic. I I am of this opinion. A church can never prevail in a jurisdiction if it is not prophetic. It is impossible. It is impossible because there has to be a roar. Praise God. There has to be a roar so that demonic spirits are brought under subjugation. So the roar of a lion is prophetic. Look at your neighbor and tell them the prophetic voice is the roar of a lion. Now why is it called the roar of a lion? Because please write this down. The prophetic is that capacity God gives the church so that his purposes can be established on the earth. If we don't have a prophetic sound, the purposes of God can never be accomplished on the earth. Let me give you an example. I am a teacher of the word. I love teaching. But I came to realize even if you spend your lifetime teaching people, they will never be established if there is no prophetic voice. It is the prophetic that that capacity, that grace that when it is unlocked the people of God are established. Praise God. Now there are two aspects of the prophetic. Now notice I'm just building this so that I can explain it in a way that you'll understand. Prophecy has two aspects. Number one it is foretelling. What is foretelling? You tell something that has not happened, it's going to happen in the future. Praise God. You know, you say next year, this will happen and it happens. So, foretelling. Now, most of us are used to that aspect of the prophetic. But I want you to know that the prophetic has another aspect which is forthtelling, or speaking forth. Now, that forthtelling is what we call the roar. Of a liar. The prophetic has the ability to create things by words. That's what we call establishing the purpose of God. You say something and it becomes. Yes. And that is why, Davis, God here says, I the Lord can do nothing before I tell My servants, the prophets. Why? Because it is the system that God has established. God is in secret. And he has intentions and purposes. But they are in secret. What is his will? For what is in the secret to manifest. So what God does, he anoints a prophetic person. Gives them the roar of a lion. Brings them into the secret council. And tells him what he wants to do. But now God telling the prophet his intention does not guarantee those things will come to pass. This man must come and speak forth what God has said. So that in his speaking, the thing that was in secret secret is created on the material realm. So without the voice of a prophet what God wants to do will not be done. I'm telling you. We need the row of a lion so that things can be transported from the secret place To the material. And that is a voice of a prophet. It is the same way Elijah did. You know, Elijah was a man in the secret place. And he had conversations with God. And then God sends him. And Elijah appears on the scene. And he says, with the roar of a lion. He says, There will be no rain or dew. Now, Normally prophets used to say something to this effect that says the lord the man does not use that term he does not say that says the lord he says there will be so he does not qualify his statement and we don't know where he's coming from it's called elijah the tishbite even if you look for that place in the maps you will not get it his mother is not mentioned his father is not mentioned He's not like Elisha, son of Shaphat. This man does not have father or mother. He's like Melchizedek. And he says, there will be no rain or dew, but at my word. Not the word of God, my word. Now, that is a dimension of the prophetic where you become like a lion. I'm going to speak this with a lot of respect and honor. It's like telling people, leave God aside. You're not dealing with God. You're dealing with me. Yeah. So, unless I say, there will be no rain. Now, what gave him the courage to say that is because God had told him. But when he came, he knew he has to speak it into being. And he said, it is only when I say, it shall rain. And you know, God held him accountable. He says, young man, you have dared to say that. Uh, You know what happened? After three and a half years, he says, go show yourself to Ahab. And uh, I, now God is telling him, I will send rain. Who will send rain? God will send rain. So Elijah comes before Ahab and you remember Mount Carmel. he calls for fire. And God answered that prayer very quickly. A false statement prayer. Fire came even before he said amen. But God held him accountable. You are the one who said accept at your word. So let's see. So you go. I will send rain. But when Elijah appears to Ahab, God does not send rain. So the lion must speak again. So he had to go on top of the mountain, pray for seven times until he, he manufactured that rain. Jesus. Jesus. He brought it out. You remember when he was telling the servant, I hear the sound of? Where was that sound? In his, in his heart. The sound was in his heart. He was, there was rain in his heart. And God says, that's the best I will do. I will only deposit rain in your inner man. Go and bring it out. My God. And it is the prophetic that will establish the purposes of God. Let me tell you, we have no luxury of option. And I pray in Jesus' name, may God raise prophetic voices in this house. Men and women that will be leading prayer, Leading prayer. Within seven days, the thing we are praying for comes to pass. I'm telling you, this this is the prophetic life. Yeah. When a prophetic person prays, it's not like a normal person praying. Because a normal person can pray and it can take very long for that thing to happen. But when we capture the prophetic spirit we begin to pray. We see with our own eyes the purposes of God being established. Yeah. Yes. My God. Yes. We can stand and say, from today, this man will not be the governor. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard that story? I don't know, maybe, maybe your pastor has given you this story. How, thank God, we are not recording. You know, some of you, you just heard, Sonko is no longer governor. Simuliskia Now, you don't know what happened a group of spiritual leaders, prophetic people, met in our service, less than 10 people. They said, this Sonko is too much. Thank God, Sonko is from my tribe. So none of you can say, I'm being tribalistic. I don't want to use the politician of your tribe. Let me use the one from my, this is Kenya, my friends. So they said, Sonko is too much. This man cannot be the governor. So, they just took a seat, they put it in their middle, a seat like this, and then they made a decree, says, from today, we dethrone Sonko from being governor, and they took that seat and overturned it, literally. Like I said, from today, you are no longer governor. In less than one week, the man was kicked out. The only problem they forgot to do is to bring in a new governor. That's why we stayed without a governor for a number of years. (laughs) That is the prophetic nature of the church. Where you speak in prayer. And what you say is established in your own eyes. Before your own eyes. How many of you want to come to that level? May God raise you in Jesus name. Somebody say the roar of a lion. Now in this roar of a lion... There is one principle which I think we we, we may need to teach it in the the days to come because it's a very important principle. Before I give you, let's go to Jeremiah 23 and we are going to read verse 28. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 28. Are we wasting your time? Jeremiah 23, 28, the Bible says, The prophet who has a dream, you know many of you are used to dreaming. He says, the prophet who has a dream, let him tell a dream and then get out of the way. And he who has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. So you begin to see there there are levels in the prophetic. There are levels of dreams. But here he's saying, go beyond the level of dreams to the level of my word. Let him speak my word faithfully. And then he continues to say what is a chaff to wheat says the Lord. So he's able to divide, to distinguish things. Verse 29 says "Is not my word like a fire says the Lord and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. So here he says very clearly that the word of God in the mouth of a prophet, which is characterized by the roar of a lion, is like a fire and a hammer. When you speak forth the word of God, it proceeds like fire and also like a hammer. Revelation chapter 11 about the two prophets that were sent. The Bible says when they spoke on the earth, their words were not vocabularies. Their words were fire. So it is an anointing. Your words become fire. You can even whisper. Whatever tone you use. But in the spirit, your words is fire. And it comes like hammer. To do what? To break in pieces. To burn and to consume to destroy, kaya sakata Glory to God. Glory to this same Jeremiah, in chapter one, verse ten, he's given the assignment. This is what he's told. Jeremiah one ten, he says, "See, I have set this day. I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms." To root out, and to pull down, to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. So you see, his words are like fire and like a hammer to crush and to destroy. Not just things, nations. Can you imagine one man is able to root out a nation? Now you move to Alikuwa Old Testament. What have you been doing? Yanni, we can meet one Sunday service. We uproot a nation. Now, it's in the Bible, your Bible. I have set you this day over the nation to root out, to pluck out, to destroy. You don't need an army to destroy a nation, you need a lion, a prophetic people that are able to destroy. But here he says, not just to destroy, but also to establish nations. To build nations. So we can begin to declare Somalia you are being built. And it happens. At the, <laughs> I'm beginning to sense uh, uh, um, I, I want to misbehave now. but <laughs> I've been very good up to this point. Let me tell you. If we choose we can build the nation of Somalia as a church. We just need to understand who we are that you can build and plant a nation. May your words be like fire. Now, the principle is this and it's a, it's a very important principle in the prophetic. It's coming to that place where we begin to learn how to make decrees and proclamations. Now, I know it's a topic by itself, but let me say something here. To some of you. I know you have been praying. And you have been seeking God. You have a prayer life. And uh, you, know, you know how to pray. The problem with our prayers. Especially in Kenya. The Kenyan church. We know how to make petitions. But we don't know how to make rulings. Get any believer in the church in Kenya. They know how to make petitions. They will call their knees and the the prayers they will make even if you are God, you will answer. Prayers like, Lord, it is now or never. (laughs) How many of you have ever prayed that prayer? If you have not, you are still a young person. And then the other one, I think we learned from a singer. Buana kuja. (laughs) Na usitumane. My case is urgent we learned that from the Nigerians. Remember how I have served you? Bwana nihurumie. And you listen to most of our songs. It's all about looking for sympathy. Bwana nihurumie. Bwana nihurumie. Usinipite. You know those kinds of prayer and there's a place for that. But we need also to to graduate in our prayer life where you you build an anointing. Karusaha. You come to a place of rulership and you begin to proclaim. Not to ask, to say. Say, from today, I will not be sick. My God. And you don't just declare that because it's a good statement. But you have created a throne in the spirit. You are seated on a platform in the spirit. Now you say something and it is established. From today in my family people will be married and according to my word. Oh glory to God. May the roar of a lion be in your mouth. You can speak things and see them being formed before your very eyes. We say from today, none of our properties will be stolen by anybody. Makaruza kataya. We shut the door
3: to any thief, any robber, any man with legal intention. We create a boundary line in the spirit. Nothing that
1: belongs to us will be in the hands of any thief. We cannot build and lose at the same time. And what we say is established. None of my children will take alcohol. You you see, you are are roaring. You You are releasing a roar. A donkey will carry burdens, but a lion will release a roar. You cannot put a burden on a lion. You cannot. Maka. Somebody said the roar of a lion. lion. decrees And proclamations. This is a prophetic dimension. The third. Image of. The prophetic. Is the ego. Is the ego. In Revelation chapter 4. Let's stand there very quickly. In Revelation chapter 4. May God help me to finish this thing quickly. Revelation 4, 6. In the throne room, this is what John sees. He says, Before the throne, there was a sea of glass. Like crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures, Full of eyes in front and in the back. So, four living creatures that were before the throne. The first living creature was like a lion. See, we have seen the lion. The second living creature was like a calf. Now, a calf is a domestic animal and that corresponds to a donkey. The second living creature. The third living creature was, had the face like a man. That's the, the, the fourth thing we look at. The face of a man. is a prophetic language. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. So you see these, seraph, these seraphims and cherubims are pictures of the prophetic. So I'm interested now with number three The ego. And according to verse 7, it uses very powerful words. It says, the living creature was like a flying eagle. So, the prophetic has this image of a flying eagle. And actually, many people say that is the primary image of the prophetic. One of the person I have studied his life a lot is called William Branham. Now, William Branham, some of you know him, was a prophet and maybe I'll say a few things about him as we continue. When he died and they put the tombstone on the tombstone is an image of a flying eagle because it, it's, it's very prophetic. Now, the, the flying eagle has two things we need to consider. Number one is the wings of the eagle and then secondly, is the, 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 the eyes. Because they say an ego goes up. But even when it is very high. It can see things on the ground. So the wings and the eyes are very important. And if we are to flow in the prophetic. We need to begin to ask God. To give us wings. Mm. To give us wings. And sight. Oh God. That God will give you wings and sight. Because in ministry, unless we touch certain heights and our sight is strengthened, there are things we may not touch. Oh, God. One of the things I've learned, my friend, Pastor James, I've learned one thing. Ministry is not about hard work. I'm telling you, we can work like horses or donkeys. That will not guarantee success. For us to touch certain levels, we need height. We need height. And what we are praying for now in this new season, may God give us height. Praise God. That you'll come to a certain vantage point and as you take height in the spirit, you'll have such sight you can see things even 20 years down the line. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, God can show you what will happen in the next 50 years. Yes, 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 yes. <sighs> okay. Let, hey, let, let's stick on the notes. So, the ego is basically creating a prophetic perspective. A prophetic perspective. You hear people say, especially young people, and some of you I can see you're a bit young, oh, don't be too over spiritual. You don't tell a prophetic person that <laughs> uh, relationships are not spiritual. That is a lie. Let me tell you, my friends, everything in life is spiritual. And if we are to be prophetic, we need to have prophetic perspectives. Do you know your wife is spiritual? And I'm not saying she's an angel. Your children are spiritual. The food you eat, any material thing you see is connected to the spiritual realm. Some of you will know that when you grow old. Anything material, anything material has a connection with the spiritual realm. That is why Hebrews 11 says, we know that what is seen was created from what is not seen. So if everything is seen was created from the unseen, it means there is a cord that connects it to the spiritual so, the ego dimension of the prophetic is developing a prophetic perspective of life. You see everything prophetically. Sweetheart, so how many children do, should we have? It is not what WHO says. Okay, let's ask the Lord God, how many children do you want us to have? That's an ego. Oh, my God. Do you think you can, we can live that life? I'm telling you. Lord, when should I marry? Just ask him, Lord, when do you want me to marry? You know, the Lord... He, because, you know, when I was a young man like uh, my friend Anthony, I used to tell everybody, I will marry when I'm 30. You know the Lord appeared to me It told me you will marry when you are 27. And I'm telling you I married when I was 27 and two weeks. Everything is spiritual. And I pray in Jesus name that you will begin to develop a prospective, prophetic perspective of life. You develop wings and sight that you can see things to come. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12. So, developing wings to go where? 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1. Apostle Paul, talking about himself, we're going to read a big portion of scripture there. This is what he says. So that you begin to see the height we need to develop. It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to what? Visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, how many years ago? (laughs) Whether in the body I do not know, Or whether out of the body, I do not know. God knows. Such a one was caught up to where? How many of you have even gone to the first one? That's on a light note. (laughs) This man was caught to where? The third heaven. So can you imagine the height Apostle Paul had developed? That he would be able to pierce the heavens because heaven as realms. And he pierced the first realm, the second realm. He went to the third realm. Man, you must have very strong wings. And I know such a man, he continues. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows how he was caught up into what? Paradise. Now, paradise is not the third heaven. Hmm. And had, when he went to paradise, he heard inexpressible words which it is not lawful for a man to utter. And so forth and so on. So, Apostle Paul says, and I want you to watch this I know a man who developed such wings in the spirit. He was caught up to the third heaven. Now the third heaven, he does not tell us what he had and what he saw. But I believe that the third heaven is what Apostle John saw in Revelation chapter 4 and verse 3. Chapter 3. Chapter 5. The third heaven is what we call the courtroom of God. The throne room of God. where, Where God stays. So Apostle Paul was caught there. And then later he says, I know a man also who was caught up to paradise. And in paradise, he had things which a human being is not even permitted to say. I was thinking about this, and and I know this is very sensitive, but just think about it. That means there are things that God told Paul which are not in the Bible. Our Bible as we know it. Because He did not even tell us. Now, it doesn't mean that God will tell you something above the Bible. But on a personal level, God can take you to a certain realm. You hear things and you see things, and you have an advantage over normal human beings. But for you to get to those levels, you must develop wings and height. And for your information, what is paradise? Paradise is where the righteous who have died in the Lord are staying. It's called paradise. Moses is in paradise, Abraham is in paradise, Elijah is in. Have you ever heard especially Nigerians saying, you know, last night I was with Abraham? <laughs> like I remember in the this conference. Um with Joshua Selman, the singer. What is his name? Duncan. Hey Duncan. He was giving a testimony when he was reading what he says. You remember when I released that song? What you don't know is that I had a revelation and Apostle Paul. I met Apostle Paul. And that's when this song was released. And We feel it is so powerful. That is paradise. It is in paradise that you meet Peter. It is in paradise that you meet uh, John and Idaosa. They are in paradise. But you no, know, us Kenyans, we are very good. You know, we have even met those people, but we don't tell. We don't say. We leave it to Nigerians. Nigerians are the ones who are bold. How will you feel if uh, Pastor James on Sunday comes and says, "Last night I was with Methuselah"? Aya. <laughs> ah, yeah. And I downloaded this revelation. You know, we'll, we'll begin to wonder this man, is he normal? So for us, we are more wiser. We don't say those mysterious things. We just open the Bible and teach. But it is a realm you can come into. You see things. And you hear things that gives you an advantage. And that is the ego dimension. And the principle, basically is, for those of you who are writing down, revelation. Coming to levels of revelation. Levels of revelation. Psalms chapter 25, verse 14, the Bible says, the secrets of the Lord are with those that fear him, and he will show them his, his covenant. I want to believe, even as I come to the last point, that there is so much that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to the church, if we can only mount up in the spiritual realm and come to certain levels, he begins to show us things. And for your information, the only information you are allowed to access depends on the height that you have attained. Yeah. There are things... Even if you try, God will never tell you because you have not attained a certain height. You read, for example, the book of Revelation and you see in chapter 1 to chapter 3, the Lord is speaking to John about the seven churches. But when he comes to chapter 4, he tells him, now, come up. You see? In essence, he was saying, there are things I want to show you, but you need to mount up. You see, at this level, you have seen certain things, but that is as much as you can go. For you to attain new revelation, you need to mount up. And then I will show you things that are to come. May prophets arise in Jesus' name. I say may prophets arise in the name of Jesus. And prophetic people. Now, number four. It is the image of man. The image of man. And I want to ask you to give me like 15 minutes and then we shall pray. The son of man. So we have looked at three so far. Number one, the donkey. Number two, the lion. Thirdly, the eagle. And then fourthly, the man. There is a certain word that is commonly used to refer to prophets and prophetic people in the Bible. And that name is son of man. Son of man. Let me give you an example. Ezekiel chapter 2. Verse 1. What does it say? Ezekiel chapter 2. Verse 1. Let's read together out and loud. Uh-huh. Stand on your feet. And I will speak to you. Son of man. Now if you do a word such, that name son of man in the book of Ezekiel, you'll be shocked. In almost every chapter, that name is repeated again. Every time God will speak to his, his servant, he will call him what? Son of man. It is a prophetic descriptor. Daniel chapter 8 verse 17 He's another prophet who was referred to as son of man. Daniel chapter 8, verse 17. Let's read together. Out and loud, one to go. Where I stood. And when he came, I was afraid, fell on my face. He said to me, son of man. That the vision refers To the time of the end. Son of man. Interestingly, Jesus referred to himself as Son of man. Though he was the Son of God, he referred to himself as what? Now, anytime Jesus referred to himself as Son of man, it was in relation to the prophetic function. Because he was a prophet. So he was saying, I am a prophet. I stand in the prophetic office. And again, if you do another word search for son of man in the gospels, you'll be shocked. For example, Matthew chapter 9 verse 6. Matthew 9 6. Let's read together. One to go. But that you may know that The son of man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Son of man. It's a powerful image of the prophetic. And I pray that God will give me the right words to explain it because it's a very, very important aspect. Pastor Kim, I believe that we need and we are being aligned by the Lord to function as sons of men. Yeah. Son of man. And I'm actually praying that some of us here, indeed all of us, in our own families, God will pick you and say, You, even if you are a lady, I make you a son of man for your family. May God pick us as Life Church Kasarani and make us to be sons of man for this region of Kasarani. It's a prophetic function. As you minister, in music, may God make you a son of man. Yeah. You will not just minister as a psalmist, but you will minister as a son of man. Very few prophetic people and ministers come to this level. When God begins to call you son of man, oh, Even for Jesus, he is called son of man. The book of Revelation, even heaven refers to him as son of man. Oh my God. Maybe I can give an illustration eh? For, for you to understand. Anthony stand here. And then Davis just come. So, God calls you. I'm not God, but let's assume this is heaven. So, God calls you. You come. You see, when you come, you have come from among men. You are there with the men. But now God called you to himself. So when God calls you to himself, you learn now to begin to stand in his counsel. Just like Gabriel. Angel Gabriel says, I am the angel who stands before the law." As you keep on learning how to stand before God, God takes you and puts you in the middle here so that as you stand before him, You are standing on behalf of men. So now he calls you. Son of man. In the sense that. Whatever God will do to you. By extension. He has done to everybody. I don't know if I'm communicating. So he does not call you my son. Even though you are his son. He does not call you my messenger. Even though you are his messenger. Now he has graduated you. He calls you son of man. So I will not deal with them. I will deal with you. And what I do to you. I have done to them. That is a prophetic nature. you imagine a whole nation of Israel was preserved because of Moses. God did not need to deal with the children of Israel. He dealt with Moses. Actually one day he said, now let me destroy them. As long as I have you, I'm okay. Let me destroy them. And God says, "Far," far be it from you that you can destroy a whole nation. Can you imagine God changed his mind because of a son of man? Oh God. And I believe the primary reason why God plants a local church Pastor Patience in a location is so that that church can operate a son of man. So may we develop that stature. Now look at Please take your seat, servants of God. look at Ezekiel chapter three verse fifteen I'm still trying to explain this so that you can really get it clearly ezekiel three fifteen it says let's read together out and loud and listen to what it says Let's try to the captives at Tel abib uh-huh, who dwelt by the river Cheba, and I sat where they sat and remained there astonished among them seven days. So God picks Ezekiel and he says now because this is at the beginning of his ministry for you to function the way I want you to function you must go to where they are and sit there. I sat where they sat. I know you love my presence. You want to be with me. I send you to them. Go sit where they sit. And remain there for seven days. Astonished. Because from now on. You will represent them. So for you to represent them. You must sit where they sit. Astonished for seven days. Now you qualify to be a son of man. So God picks prophetic people. Now I'm coming now to where we are. He picks them. He works on them. He trains them to practice his presence. They develop a prayer life. They develop prophetic protocols and disciplines. They mature in the prophetic, but after a while, he takes them among the people and says, sit where they sit. Stay there so that you can begin to identify yourself with them. Now, let me give you some stories that will shock you. And by the way, let me tell you, what I am giving you today, these are not theories. This is a life we have lived. We know what we are talking about. Let me give you examples. Isaiah. Some of these will be very graphic. Please bear with me. But they are in your Bible. From today... Don't wear clothes when you go to the streets of Israel, Jerusalem. A whole prophet leaving his house naked by the word of God. How will you feel? You say, man of God, are you okay? And then when they ask you that question, you stand and say, that says the Lord. You will be stripped naked when Jerusalem will be taken captive. So, he is forced to be naked, not because of anything for you. Because he is representing you. No, that's too much. That's too much. You can take your seat. And then another place, Isaiah is told, uh, you'll give birth to a son. And you know, as fathers we like giving names to our children. Eh? Good names, like Edwin. Anthony. God says, No, don't don't give your son a name. I will give you a name. He says he shall call his name. A very long name. Maha shalal Hasbaz. So Baba nani Baba Maha Ama Baba I mean, it's a very long name. He said, that's the name you'll give. And then he says, why? Because before the child knows how to pronounce father and mother, the fortunes of Jerusalem will be taken. So this boy is given a name, and that name is prophecy. So anytime you come with, to, to, to give a gift for the new baby boy, the boy is prophesying to you. Adianeto nani? Mahashalal has birthed. It is a prophecy. Before he knows how to call dad mom, the fortunes of Jerusalem will be taken. That's why Isaiah, I think, Isaiah chapter 8 verse 18, I and the children that God has given to me, we are for signs and wonders in Israel. If you want to know what God is doing in Israel, look at us. Now, that is, that is the life of prophetic people. That God does something in our midst that is a picture of what he's going to do in the future. Ah. Ezekiel, one day, he's told from today, begin to cook with human waste. Aye, Ezekiel says, no, that's too much. God, that's too much. He says, okay, I have mercy on you. Now cook with using cow And he's not poor, but he's cooking using waste. And then when you come to his house in the evening he says, prophet, why are you cooking with cow dung? He says, this is what will happen to you when Jerusalem is taken captive. Another one which I found to be very interesting. He's told, create a hole on the wall of your house na na hama, Anagonga Ukuta Shimo. And then in the morning, going to work, he does not go through the door. He finds the hole and he passes through the hole. And then the neighbor wonders, Prophet, are you okay? How can God make a prophet? to pass through a wall. Now, what is simple? It is so easy for God to tell his servant, God tell them that Nebuchadnezzar is coming and your house will be destroyed. But now because you are a son of man, you cannot, you will not just say it, you must (laughs) demonstrate it. Let people see you walking through the wall. So that when they see They will know what is going to happen to them. You know the story of Hosea. Go to the bar. Find a prostitute. Honey, a prophet is forced to marry a prostitute. And then after a while, the, the, the woman runs away and God appears to him and says, look for her. Bring her back. Do you think he married her because of love? son of man. And if you dare to come and ask him, uh, why did you marry the prostitute? He says, God told me. Why did you go to look for her? It's because God is saying the whole nation is like that prostitute. You know, sometimes I look at the story of prophets, man of God, in the Old Testament. I just thank God we are not in the Old Testament. Because in in, in the New Testament, God will not tell you to marry a prostitute. I thought somebody would say amen. (laughs) God will not tell you to cook with human waste. Uh, God may not tell you to create a hole on on your house. But let me tell you, in a way, prophetic people, when they become sons of men, God deals with them on behalf of others. Oh God. Do you want that life? You see, there was no amen. But you can look at it in a positive side. I'm not saying God will deal with you negatively. No, no, no. In essence, it will be you become the redemption of the people. Praise God. You carry the burdens of people. And God deals with you on behalf of others. That's why Apostle Paul says something to this effect. That death is working in us, but life is working in you. What was he saying? God is punishing us. So that through the processes of death that we go through, we can be transmitters of life for others. Jesus. Glory to God. We have made many rich, but we are poor. I said, praise God. May God raise prophetic vessels in this house. May you become a son of man that you'll have such stature standing before God. You can represent others. Coming to that level where is only what you permit that happens. I pray That is going to happen in Jesus' name. I want to minister to this, my sister. Your aunt, just come. I know I've ministered to you many times, but when we were in the service, I just sensed in my heart I need to say some few things to you in Jesus' name. Can we close our eyes and just begin to pray in the Spirit? Just pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. In the spirit. Rapa sa katalama sa kata. Shala Is Ken in the service today? Ken Kabongo. The wife, okay. The wife is there. past, but it's also dealing with your future. And so I just want to say this, that by the mercies of God, God is opening up the future for you. Because I feel that whatever it is you are doing in the marketplace, there is more than what you have seen. God has ordained more than what you have so far seen. But you have not been able to access the things and the levels in the marketplace that God had ordained for you. But he says, I've come with my mercy. I've opened the door. And God is going to elevate you beyond your wildest imaginations. You will walk in corridors of power. You will walk in corridors of power. You have not even seen what God has in store for you. You will walk in corridors of power. You will, you will transact with politicians. You'll transact with governments. And not just as a civil servant, in very high levels. Your journey has not even begun. And there will come a time in your life where you will be in houses... And offices, you look around. You don't even know how you ended up there. God has come with mercy. And I feel that it's going to happen at such a speed. When you begin to take speed, the momentum will be so intensive, you'll struggle to catch up. By the masses of God. By the masses of God. By the masses of God. God has seen your heart. You seeing that you don't want anything, you have no ambition, you have no desire for anything, but just for Him and to serve humanity. And God is going to bless you. God is going to bless you. God is going to bless you. Somebody just pray in the Spirit just for some few minutes. Pray in the Spirit. Oh my God. Shala. Of God, we declare by the masses of God, may God open doors, may God open doors for you, may God give you favor. Oh, my God, Shala Batala Baba, Badala Badala You know, I sense, Marianne, what you have been dealing with what you've been dealing with, you've been dealing with a lot of witchcraft and um, a lot of jealousy. There are people who don't wish you success. There are people who don't wish you success. And so that has been a major resistance, a major hindrance. I see a lot, I see like a blockage before you. Witchcraft saying you can't pass pass. No matter how much you have tried, you can't pass. The door has been shut. But today, we declare the name of Jesus. The God of breakthrough is opening that door for you. We speak forth open doors in your life. My God, can you lift up your voice somebody and pray in tongues? Pray in tongues right now. <speaking in Spanish>
3: Oh Shala Baba Baba Baba, Shanta Baba 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 Baba. We declare open doors, open doors. Kaya. Shanda Baba Baba, Rapura Karosa Labanda Baba. May God grant you favor and open doors woman of god we declare to you today prepare yourself god is opening doors prepare yourself your feet will step into high places Satalaba shakata sakeda Shapura Shaya Manturia Salaba. We clear the way. We open the way for you. Shaya Shakata. Shaya Shalaba. We break the power of wisc. We break the power of jealousy. Hey, any man, any woman around your life been positioned by the enemy to shut doors for you we declare to live way open the way open the way open the way
2: oh my god
3: you are a donkey but we declare may the nature of a lion come upon you today shut
1: lot of respect. You have no idea. We have no idea who we are dealing with here. You know, there are things I don't want to say for now. But we have no idea what we are dealing with here today. I'm telling you. The grace, the capacity, and the destiny, and the path that God has given to this woman of God so great. May God give you a new
3: nature. The nature of God. You cannot be stopped. You shall enter. I say you are entering now. May God give you favor. May God make you visible. Arise. Arise! And you declare rising! Arising in your life, rising in the ministry, rising in the marketplace, rising! Rising! Arise.
2: You know,
1: Ken, Ken Kagondo Yes Ken, the husband yes. So you're standing representing him You know, I- I'm seeing that man no, he works in the marketplace, all of that. But God called him into ministry. Yeah. Ministry. Not necessarily that he was not meant to work. No, no, no. What he's doing is important. He will continue. But God called him into the ministry. And he knows that. And you also know that. I feel that God has brought you into the season where that ministry will begin to manifest. And get, tell him to get ready because God is going to begin to open doors for him. I know he's one of the leaders here who ministers here. But now with the grace of God in this house, now that he has come into alignment, God will begin to open doors for him. And will begin to get invitations minister in different places. And that ministry will begin to increase and will begin to grow. Oh my God. Oh my God. May he not resist the call of God. Ooh. May he not resist the call of God. Oh my God. When you pray for Ken just for 5 minutes. Lift up your voice, pray for him. Mention him in prayer. Mention him. To come to another level in the
2: prophetic.
1: Thank you, Jesus. I want you to keep those hands up. We are going to sing that song, Spirit Breakout. And then after that, we are going to make some prayers. Just commission you into this realm in the name of Jesus. Let's worship God as we sing that song. In Jesus. Name. King Jesus.
0: King Jesus.
1: Keep on playing the piano. As I pray, that that gentleman with the spotted shirt, white shirt, the one looking behind, just lift your hand. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you. Yes, you. Are you are you a member of this church? All right. How long have you been coming?
3: I'm into the spiritual realm oh God I pray you give us authority to stand as sons of men on the earth we shall represent our generation before you oh god lord we pray that we shall be for signs and wonders in israel father raise this church to be a prophetic community oh god we pray that the prophetic authority will increase in this house oh god i pray we shall begin to occupy Let the river flow,
2: Let the prophetic Spirit begin to arise in this company, in the mighty Spirit of Jesus. the
1: of time but i'm telling you you know I, I sense such such activities in the spirit that god is doing in this service some of you what is going to happen you'll notice that your dreams will begin to increase but more than that i pray that god will raise prophetic
3: people in this house You'll have such sharpness and clarity. Even before the enemy attacks. You'll be able to see. And you'll be able to interpret the word of God so accurately. Ah, Those
1: two individuals that are there. The young man with the blue shirt just come. And that lady next to you. Both of you. Let's come. Can you just lift up your voice, pray in the spirit. I know I'm keeping you longer than we should, but
3: let's allow the Lord just to do what He wants to do.
1: lady there God gave me a word about her that God is redeploying her into the place of work as a prophetic minister now when she came and I asked her a question she said she has been out of work for a long time but tomorrow she's reporting to a new Ooh, job. Let me tell you, God knows where you are. His eyes are on you. How, how, how did we know that she's reporting to a new job? I didn't know. But God knew. And I'm telling you, my sister, as you go there, you, you remember the story of um, that that leprous man. What was Naman. his name? Naman. And that woman, that maid who was working in his house. And she was sent there by divine ordination to be the salvation of that man. And that mantle is upon you, my sister. When you go there, you are not just going there to work. You are going there as an instrument of God. And in that place of work, God is going to use you to be a blessing to those people. That job is not just a job. It is a ministry that God is opening for you, and so I pray. in the Just lift up your hand. I want to bless you in the name of Jesus. Just lift your hand, Father. I pray for this woman, your servant, and right now we declare our commissioning. As she goes to the marketplace, she is
3: being commissioned. Lord, give her spiritual sight. Lift up your hand, my brother. brother, Just lift your hand. Receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Oh my God.
1: prayer for every young man and you see this young man is a representation so if you're a young man either was it 25 and below that that exit find your way here just come in front as you keep on singing
3: bearers of the burden of the lord the grace for prayer intercession and carrying the weight of the ministry in the spirit is coming upon every one of you here in the mighty name of jesus and you lift up your hands above your head. Begin to ask now. For that capacity. To be the bearer of the burden of the Lord. You shall carry the weight of the spirit. The burden of the spirit. You shall not grow weary. The spirit of prayer. Is coming upon you. Sarabataya. Yes.
2: Santa Catalina, Caturia, Santa Marta, and Jesus, how my
0: a new nature today I receive a new nature today I receive my true appearance today in the heavens I receive a true appearance today here on earth in the name of Jesus thank you Jesus for the prophetic grace misery shall not strike another time yes Lord Jesus you are raising men who are seers, who are able to see in the name of Jesus and women of grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Father. We bless you Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we give you the adoration.